Bros chilling in the hot tub, five feet apart cause they're not gay. Two bros, two bros, five feet apart cause they're Hello and welcome to We Rate Queerbait. This is the show where we explore the blurry line between fan fiction and boy, they sure did make the Vulcans like that. I'm Emery, my pronouns are they, she, he. Hi, I'm Devin, uh, your number one William Shatner chest enjoyer. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. I'm Sky. my pronouns are he, she. And we have a guest, I believe the first returning guest on the show. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Spike. My name is almost um, the the correct shipping name, but it's the wrong captain. Um, No, you messed up. Yeah, yeah. um, I can be she or he. Hey, you guys like Star Trek? I fucking love Star Trek. (laughs) So two people answered at once. One was a resounding no, and the one other was a resounding yes. God, that's what we love. Yeah, we just... we love debate. We love contention. Um, yeah, we're here to fight. We're here on this podcast. This is the two party system right now. That's right. <laughs> I was just editing the Succession episode. Yet another contentious episode among the hosts. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. seems to be a theme lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love contention. Spike uh, picked out some real bangers for this episode, and I gotta say, some real <laughs> funny ones. Hey, hey, <laughs> I I went, I I looked at the episodes of Star Trek, and I was like, what would Devin pick <laughs> to harm everyone else? That's and I true. let that energy flow through me. That's, that's real. That's good. That's everyone that's should be going into their lives being like, "What would Devin do to harm another person?" <laughs> that's right, yeah. and we all know which <laughs> we know which episode was designed specifically to harm me personally. Yeah. Well, I think you did great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we got some good ones in here. I love the boys. Is the thing uh-huh. I'm going to say the the fellas? They're really good. Guys are really being dudes in this show. It's about it's about the lads. Mm-hmm. It sure is. The Enterprise is for the boys. It really is because we know women have womanly troubles. Uh huh. Yes, I mean it's skipping ahead, but yeah, women are not allowed to be starship captains. Yeah, can you believe? Women are only allowed to wear short skirts and look pretty. Women are only allowed to wear a short skirt with the boob with the booties out and uh I don't know, press buttons and diodes. See mm-hmm. this this is why I love modern Star Trek, where they just said, fuck that, we're gonna retcon it. Michelle Yo is gonna be a starship captain. No, I guess I have Kirk to watch some captain. modern Star Trek. Can you imagine how funny would it would be if they didn't retcon it and and it was still '60s gender politics in the in the in the universe. Yeah, they just have to keep uh, like uh. talking about it. Just like, oh, sorry, yeah, no women star captains. Don't make the rules. And it's like you do though. Yeah, no, a woman took over Kirk's body once, and it it was really bad, y'all. She tried to do an execution. Yeah, she was me like, "What if I executed them?" And they were like, "No," and she he was like. But what if I did anyway? Yeah, she was captain for not 15 minutes before she tried to execute, like, three members of the bridge crew. Yeah. Hillary would have just, like, reinstated the death penalty. We know this. (laughs) 
That's what her emails were about. <laughs> I want to talk about this, but I do encourage us to go in chronological order. Okay, yes, we, yeah, sh- no. we should go in order before I get too mad about our final episode. We hey, should- have you guys ever, like, been really wanting to touch your, like, homie? Get some physical touches from him, and you're like, damn, my, my back just... Damn, it just really hurts, oh, you know? Oh, my back. Uh-huh. I mean, right towards my friend. Maybe oh, he'll give me a please, little back rub. Please massage my lower back a bit. Oh, that feels so good. Oh. <laughs> it's a it's a woman. Oh, no. I don't like this. <laughs> it's just a woman doing it. Never mind. You can stop. My back's fine. Yeah. Hey, what was up with that? <laughs> hey, what the fuck was up with that? We're talking I'm about s- shore leave. <laughs> what was up with that? I'm still trying to decide what the fuck was up with that. Um, it was very gay, that's what was up with it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, when someone was, like, making the scene and William Shatner was saying they're acting the scene, what do you think was running through their minds where they were just like, does anyone know this is gay? I don't know. That's where I get lost, because, you know, there's a certain point where I'm like, I could believe that maybe they were just having some fun, maybe, like, this is, like, a fun, like, haha homophobic joke, you know, for the time. I just don't know how you become William Shatner, like, some 40 years later, going, no, he was never gay. Is that a uh-huh. homophobic joke when everyone plays it completely seriously? I, I No tongue-in-cheek whatsoever, it's just straight up he realizes not Spock giving him that deep tissue massage right near his ass crack, and he's just like, never mind, I'm good. I don't May- know. I don't maybe, know. It, maybe it was just cooties. Yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, I can't have a woman doing this. I need a maybe man's touch. Maybe it's just too sexual if it's a woman. He's like, I can't get a boner yeah. right now, not in front of Spock. Yeah, yeah, like, he was like, oh, if Spock does it, it's totally just normal heterosexual, and I... It's normal guy stuff. He can just really get that kink out, and I don't have to worry about well, popping a boner. He's gonna get a kink out. Well, yeah, he is gonna get that kink out. But if it's you Yeoman, know? oh no, I might get horny. Yeah, that's true. I just, I, I... It doesn't really work that way, but that's all I can think, is that must was what must have been going through Shatner's mind. Here's the thing, though, is that the crew of the, the Starship Enterprise are always horny. They always have boners. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're always trying to fuck, is the thing. Yeah? Yeah? Mm-hmm. At the end of this episode, McCoy just walks out with a with a with a fucking artificial stripper on each arm. Like he yeah, sure. Does. Oh, I love their furry tits. Too. After dying completely and being resurrected from the dead, he's just like you know, I'm kind of yeah. horny. But, but you this know is what? a boner show. <laughs> and McCoy still picks up the yeoman with the fake strippers on each arm. Yeah, he's in addition. You just gotta, like, you know, um, I could go for a third. And she's I, down. She's, like, a little upset, but she's down. Yeah, so, so, thi- this is getting into my reading, uh, after seeing this, after not seeing Star Trek, the original series, for some number of years. My, like, the impression I get is Spock is ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kirk. Not logical. Kirk wants everyone to think that he is horny. But he's just horny for one man. Holy shit. McCoy is pansexual and the horniest motherfucker in the universe. Well, he's a doctor, so yeah, that's true. Remember when he said, hey, it's okay, you can get changed in front of me. I'm a doctor. I'm professional about it. (laughs) This is a boner show. (laughs) It's strictly medical. He sure did. Also, like, before that, before that, we did get to just see, uh... 
someone running around out of nowhere in a fursuit. <laughs> That's so true. This The episode does start off with the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland just showing up and saying hi to McCoy and then fucking off. And then Alice in Wonderland runs by and is like, hey, did you see a rabbit? And McCoy's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, this episode mm-hmm. was a bit tailor-made for this podcast because it starts off with get in there, Mr. Spock, and then like the next scene we have someone in a fursuit. Yeah. I, I would just like yeah. to point out, um, quick thing. Everyone is dumb as shit in this world because they get there and they're like, I don't know what's going on here. Every time I think about something, it appears in front of my face. Yeah. Yeah. It takes them forever. It's <laughs> Kirk has to get his shit beat in and then yeah. go. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, so so Sulu gets a cool gun. Yeah, he does. And, and and Kirk is like, oh, that's dangerous. Let me hold that for you. God. I I love the cinematography in this, I will yeah. say. Cinematopiary. I just, just want to talk uh-huh. about the fucking rock rising to reveal a gun. It's incredible. I yes. Okay, like, so. effects and everything like that. That was my favorite scene in this entire watching, was just, ta-da, <laughs> here's a gun. So, I, yeah, my so. favorite part was when, because um, animal rights did not exist back then, <laughs> um, where they had the scene of the tiger, and they're like, oh shit, the tiger's here. And the tiger's clearly just, like, has a chain collar on. Yeah! Clearly chained to the ground, very far away from the actor, so he can't get near uh-huh. them. And they're like, oh shit, we gotta get out of here. I know! very obvious chain on his neck. I'm just like, like, y'all are good. (laughs) Maybe you should unchain that tiger and let him go. Yeah. (laughs) Buck does have a a little sassy moment where, uh, you know, Kirk is talking about how he doesn't want to go on shore leave. He's fine. No, he doesn't need a rest. He's... He, you know, he's type A personality. He thrives on the stress. That's and then right. Spock is, and then once again, everyone in this show is so dumb. They don't catch on uh-huh. to anything. Spock just tells him, hey, there's a crew member, uh, you know, who's showing all these signs of fatigue, but is refusing to go on shore leave. What are your orders, Captain? And, and, and Kirk is like, well, uh, if if they're fatigued, then it's a uh, then it's a uh, hazard to the the safety of the ship. Uh, obviously, we make them go on shore leave, and Spock is like, "Guess what, idiot?" He's like, "Great, have a good time down there. Bye." Uh, so so Kirk Kirk like summons up two different people. One mm-hmm. one is an old girlfriend who who for most of the episode is just like, oh. She's she showed up and then he kind of wanders away. And the other is the extremely Irish bully that beat him up all yeah. through school. What if a um, leprechaun kick could kick your ass? I love the extremely Irish bully with a deep, deep passion. This dude yeah. sucks. He's so funny. He just shows up and he's just like, come and get me, Kakabai. Yeah, yeah, he's and, like jumping around like, like ha! <laughs> and who yeah. does who does Kirk strip for? Not the woman. That's right. The Irish yeah. bully. Yeah, can we talk about how they're just fighting normally in one shot his shirt is fine and the next shot he's like flipped over one titty yeah, he, out. He's uh-huh. titties out. <laughs> one titty yeah. out. He's like, damn, I'm so fucked up. Look at my one titty out. Finnegan said yeah. gotta get them tits out. <laughs> he's like, yeah. let him breathe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Finnegan is a Lucky Charms-ass motherfucker. Also, he's always, like, sticking his tongue out and waggling it around. Yeah, like, constantly. Yeah, it's almost as if he's saying to Kirk, I can either kick your ass or rim it. (laughs) 
where, there was also a scene where he like knocks Kirk out for a minute and then he's like, yeah, you sleep as long as you want, as long as you need to. I'm like, oh, so is he going to like drag him back to their secret lair? And no, he just lets him like sleep there for a few minutes. And then it's like, okay, back to the ass kicking. Yeah, he lets him sleep for the whole duration of the commercial break. <laughs> he's like, back yeah. to the ass kicking. I think that I think then the important thing is this is our first instance of one of our boys at the end goes off with a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's Kirk. Yeah. And Spock is so pissed off at it. Spock is like, mm, don't care for it. He is so mad that Kirk went off with the woman. Don't mm-hmm. care for it. I love him not understanding. Like, I love the the basic thing of like, well, um, rest is when you're not doing anything. So you guys all going off to have sex. How is that relaxing? I simply don't understand. I simply don't understand how getting your back blown out doggy style is relaxing. <laughs> and Kirk is like, I'll teach you one day. Yeah, you should, <laughs> you should simply just lie in bed and and move as little as possible. Clearly, you've never had depression before. Stare directly <laughs> at the ceiling, not moving, not blinking, being like, I should do something. That's right. And then don't. That's what's restful. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how Sulu finds a gun on the ground and just immediately starts firing it? It's yeah. so fucking funny. A gun just appears to him. Everyone's like, hey, there shouldn't be any refined metals or weaponry on this place. And he's like, yeah, I know, it's weird. And just starts shooting. And everyone yeah. is shitting their pants because just out of nowhere, they just hear, start hearing fucking gunshots. And he gives them yeah. gun facts while he's just firing it. He's like, this bad boy is awesome. I can complete my collection. That's right. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck you mean collection? This was the motherfucker examining the flora and fauna on this planet. Like, he's, you know, clearly a science officer, clearly doing shit for that. And then he finds a gun and has no second thoughts about it. He's just like, hell uh-huh. yeah. I'm not worried about where this came from, and I'm definitely going to shoot it off with little to no regard for my crew members. Everyone, yeah, there's no signs of life or civilization on this planet. Him? Wow, that's weird. Anyways. I wonder who made this gun, then. Crazy. God. Look, Sulu's just that cool. That's true. That is cool. Yeah. Sulu's uh just a baddie like that. Yeah, he was the Shadow the Hedgehog of his day. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we want to go on to the second episode then? I, 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 ca- I kind of want to just like run down an, a list of other things that happened in this episode because it's okay. a lot. Please. You want to talk about the plane that nearly shot and killed them? Oh my god. But then yeah. did yeah. and no one runs. came back for that woman? There was a World War II plane that tried to shoot them. Um, what do you mean tried? It shot and killed that woman and then they just didn't get her back. Yeah, it did. Uh, uh, the, uh, Yeoman found a princess dress and immediately, like, her, uh, gender politics regressed about 600 years. <laughs> sure uh, did. As we She's said, like, yeah, you know. As we said, there's just a motherfucking tiger. There's also a samurai, uh, uh-huh. that's just shows up. Oh, I love when the samurai comes up. And tries to kill Sulu, uh... There's a ni- there's a medieval knight with a lance that fully fucking kills bones. <laughs> yeah. It fucking he's just like it's merely a hallucination and then the next shot you get him is going ah! Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it must have ran him over. No, he just full hole in his chest, dead as shit. Nope, get his yeah. ass. No And I'm pulse. like, damn. <laughs> I do have a note for this episode that just says Spock shadow, Spock's eyeshadow on point. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. serving. Yeah. And and at the end of the episode, an, a, an alien guy just comes out and is like, we made this planet for fun. All of these things that have been happening to you are called play and imagination. <laughs> and anything you imagine becomes real. What a what a fascinating concept. I bet you've never heard of it. They're like, hey, can you explain what race you are and why you do this? And he's like, no, you're so fucking stupid. I don't think you're smart enough. And Spock's like, I agree. Spock is like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, I do love that Spock was given the opportunity to, like, hang out, um, slash have sex with one of the, um, the furry tit prostitutes. And he's like, mm, that would not be relaxing for me. I'm going to go back to the ship. He's like, I'm out of here. Y'all are sick. Y'all have diseased minds. That's right. Fucking in your VR planet. So, so the next episode, This Side of Paradise, is the episode that's about uh, flowers that nut on you and turn you straight. Oh, they so do. They sure do. What if um, you were uh, both gay, but also straight and kind of a cuck and also a hippie? Yeah. Yeah, I love shrooms that turn you into a communist. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up and we need violence. <laughs> Yeah, holy shit, th th this episode is on some real, like, 1960s conservative politics, we're oh, gonna get into it. 100%, this is another episode that pissed me off, but... <laughs> Burner. Burner. I don't want to discuss the politics, I just want to talk about... Fortunate Sun. I do. I want to talk about the horrible pain that mm -hmm. Bach goes through... When he gets nutted on by the flowers and is made to feel love for a woman, and he is just like screaming no and he hates it. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, it's really funny. She's like, it's not supposed to cause you pain, and he's like, Well, it is. He's like, it didn't hurt us, and he's like, I'm not a human. And then he's just like, No, nah, never mind, I'm good. I'm not like you. I'm built different. Ow, oof, ow. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Being built different ain't that good. Yeah. Uh, so they're, uh, you know, they, they go down to a planet. Where all the people are supposed to be dead as shit. Uh, and it's like, this planet's got radiation that kills you. There was a landing party here, but they're definitely all super 100% dead because of the radiation that kills you. Uh, but everyone's fine. They have, like... Just like a little hippie farming commune, uh, and everyone is like really happy and satisfied with, the, you know, the simplicity of their life and, you know, the, the work that they do that, you know, contributes uh, to their community. And, you know, they're, they're all vegetarians, like, you know, they're, they're, they're just having a good time. Uh, and, you know, naturally everyone on the, on the Enterprise says this and, sa and you know, is like, Oh shit, this is so fucked up. <laughs> this is evil. And yeah, they immediately see it and they're like, this place is fucked. It's gross. And these people are ill prepared for what if a random asteroid hits them? Mm -hmm. They need violence to prepare. Man needs violence. 
we need to reintroduce violence into this society so that they can uh, stop living that sheltered uh, commie lifestyle. They need to be, they need, need to learn that their organs, while functioning perfectly, shouldn't. That's right. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, they need to learn about suffering for some reason, because it's morally good. <laughs> yeah, having an appendix is very bad, it turns out. Hey, is this kind of like in the Garden of Eden, if the snake, instead of um, offering the apple to Eve, was just like really mean to her? <laughs> just like, are you going around in that outfit? No, no, it's if the apple nutted on you. Hmm... No, it's kind of like if God nutted on you. Like, God put them down there and was just like... <laughs> and they were like, oh. I like that. Okay. That doesn't happen until, uh... <laughs> that doesn't happen until Jesus gets conceived. Yeah, that's true. God floated down to uh, Mary, which is like... <laughs> that's right. Just like in Star Wars. Um, uh-huh. I knew it was coming. That's why I was groaning. <laughs> yeah, so did uh, Palpatine. Uh-huh. That's right. Spike, you signed up for this. <laughs> I picked these episodes. Spike, come on. You had me in mind when thinking about the pain these episodes would cause. I know. Yeah, so the f- the flowers that nut on you, they protect you from the radiation, and they actually make your body completely heal and regenerate and be immune to, you know, basically uh, become in perfect health. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're and... very healthy and you're also very, like, content. So they just have, like, a small farming village. And she takes, um, the, there's, like, a lady there who was in Spock's past. And Spock was like, yeah, um, I don't love you. So she left. Um, but she takes him up to where the, the big plants are and the big plant nuts all over Spock. And as mentioned, he's like, oh, I'm in pain. I hate it. But then he goes, wow, I can be in love with you. Yeah. It turns out that these mm-hmm. plants have hippie drugs in them that make you, that make you all fruity. They make you a cuck and a little bit gay. Um, so they I do have, have in my safe. notes, the spores unlocked his bisexuality about Spock. <laughs> That's what caused him the physical pain, was the unlocking. That's right. Sometimes you yeah. take shrooms at a party and you become bisexual. And you're like, oh! He, 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 he gets flower nutted on, and then he kisses a girl, and then next scene we see him, he's wearing, like, a jumpsuit and lying in a field talking about dragons and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> I love their jumpsuits. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Great. A and, good commune coverall is a great thing. Yeah. And Kirk calls him up and is like, Spock, I need you. And Spock's like, nah, I'm chilling with a woman. And Kirk gets super mad about it. That's right. Kirk Kirk's is like, not happy. Kirk's like, you come when you're called. And he's like, no. And he's like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, this is your fucking captain. Why aren't you talking to me? And he's like, I'm bisexual now. And Kirk's like, no, fuck that. Get over here. <laughs> Jim Kirk's hates hates drugs and peace. And then, uh, and then, oh no! Everyone, 
Everyone starts abandoning ship to join the hippie commune. They're uh-huh. leaving this rigid, hierarchical, military power structure to join the gay little hippie commune where where mm-hmm. where everyone's just happy all the time. No, that's so fucked up. We need to have a scene of Kirk uh, moping in the dark, staring at his war medals. <laughs> yeah. I love the scene where he's like, you guys got to get back to your posts as a mutiny. And they just go, no. No. And he's like, what the fuck? Before we have the moping scene, like, these flowers repeatedly nut on Kirk until he finally gives in. Oh, Oh, yeah, he has to get nutted on twice. Yeah, and then he goes to mope in the dark. He gets so mad that uh, he he wakes up from his, uh, from his, his... Uh, I, his his drug induced uh f- fucking his drug induced uh communist delirium. Mm-hmm. Before uh-huh. we get, th- I do want to say they're com the the comedic value of the scene where he's like sitting in the dark monologuing yeah. about like how evil this like plant commune is, and then the plant like shoots up from behind the console and just nuts <laughs> right on his face, and he's yeah. like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> it's too <laughs> funny. It's too. Good. I'm trying to decide it would be funnier if it worked, which it did, or if it just didn't work. Like, it just tried to nut on him again, and he was like, it's not working. He's just pissed, but he has flour come on his face, yeah. He's just like, god damn it. He's having such a solemn monologue, and then the flower just busts on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, I am now experiencing how alone and sad. I do want to point out, for anyone who hasn't seen the episode, when these flowers nut on you, it's confetti. Yeah. It's confetti and dust. Yeah. Probably like asbestos filled dust. <laughs> it does look like nut, though. Like, we're not just uh-huh. saying that because it's funny to say these flowers nut on people. It, it kind no, of does it, look they like do. The flowers are nutting on them. They just straight up just look at a flower and the flower just goes, <laughs> yep. Just right <laughs> on them. And they're like, oh. God. Nutted on by Karl Marx himself. Yeah, so so Kirk wakes up from his drug-induced nut stupor, and his, the first thing he does is, like, I need my Spock. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, it's violence that makes makes you not want peace. I guess I should inflict violence upon my good friend Spock. I guess I should just, oh. like, just mercilessly roast him. Yeah, I should just I call him up here to be like, really racist to him. I guess yeah, he we should just like send more troops to Vietnam until they stop being <laughs> commies. Real. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just gonna yell racial slurs at my bestie until yeah. uh, he becomes my bestie again. That's yeah, he's way works. too high. I need him to be sober right now. So I'm just gonna uh-huh. be racist at him until he beats the shit out of me, and then he won't be high anymore. Yeah. Yeah, how many racial epithets does it take to get my homie to be mad at me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Spock gives Spock holds in for a while. He's just like, "Hey man, yeah. hey, can you can you not do he's that?" Like, he's I like, "I mean, half breeds technically accurate, he's but like, I like mean, I guess. damn." <laughs> he's like coming out the gate. Also, yeah. I thought he was just going to start swinging on Spock at first, but no, he just has like a fake metal pipe in his hand just for I don't know effect, mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. 
When when you need to sober your friend up and there's not any like coffee or anything on hand, just like start saying some slurs and see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. See what happens. Can we talk about how I love um 1960 fights in this show because everything <laughs> is like a piece of garbage that they just threw together. So when yep. he's like breaking things around, I'm just like, just punched a piece of paper, just lightly grab the cardboard like stand they had there so he doesn't accidentally crumple it too early. Yeah, uh-huh. Is trying desperately to make any of these impacts look like they hurt at all. Yeah, I mean, they're also trying to show that Spock has super strength. I know, he's trying to do super strength shit with stuff that I'm just like, it looks so light. Mm-hmm. It looks light as shit. I know. That is just a random, like, piece of wood coffee table you just grabbed. I can yeah. lift that. Uh, so... So then, then there. So then he got his Spock back, and Spock's like, "Oh, I know how to techno babble and fix the situation." Mm-hmm. Also, can oh. I say uh, sorry to my girlfriend that I don't love her at all? Yeah, and she gets so heartbroken that it uh, that she gets unknotted. God. And then yeah. Spock builds a CIA MK Ultra brainwave device. That <laughs> That makes you homoerotically wrestle each other into back into capitalism. <laughs> wrestle each other, and then after two minutes, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, time to go back to work. Yeah, I do think this laser is blaring through everyone in succession at all times. That's why they're the way they are. <laughs> yeah, this is what they use in that, which is also a story about capitalism. Exactly. That's what I, I'm saying. I it's need to- capitalism and homoerotically hate your friends uh, laser beam. No, I hate you so much. I have to wrestle you. Yeah. I, I do need to ask something. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, is this the episode with the mint juleps? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Bones' spectacular drawl. Bones loves mint juleps. Oh, I love when he gets his draw for some reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. He just becomes like 80% more 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 cowboy. <laughs> he sure does. Um, but yeah, why is that mint julep red? It's all he had. Space. Oh, maybe it's the radiation. Hmm. <laughs> radiation turns bourbon red. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't don't question it. It's true. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody gets mad and then they go, the, the, the main guy there is like, oh, damn, I haven't accomplished anything except, you know, this small farm that we're all, like, maintaining that takes care of our needs. Yeah, he's just like, three years and nothing to show for it. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? You because made like thriving colonies all over the planet. Well, not really. There's just yeah. this one. You you regrew your appendix. I thought he said he had more. No, or is that a lie? It's literally just that one because they that's what they they say like there should be for this time for three years, which I don't know, but they are saying for three years they should have had more farmland than they do. Okay, but when they got there, he was like, yeah, we have multiple colonies, we disperse in case of sickness. Or is that lying? I think the man just finally realized that over the course of these three years, people weren't suffering enough, and that means they weren't actually being very moral. They weren't suffering enough, so they weren't fucking to survive. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, was he Catholic? You know? Probably. You see, when you don't suffer, you don't fuck to survive. So that's an issue. Actually, no, this is America in the 60s. They were not Catholic. They were Protestant. Yes. God. That was very scary. <laughs> Good point. God. 
Good point. JFK please. just got in the office and they were like, fuck no, dude. <laughs> That's enough Catholicism. <laughs> Get him out. Speaking of fucking to surviving. <laughs> yeah, what about it? Oh, real quick, I'm sorry. There is a line in that episode, oh. that last one, where um, he's talking to that woman and she's like, can we go back to the planet and take the spores again? And he's like, no, I have a responsibility to the man on the bridge. That's it. Now we can go into... Um, I have a responsibility to my man up there, wait, sorry. So... Had my heart burn. Yeah, yeah. He 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 really does have this speech about how devoted he is to oh, Kirk. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to fucking to survive, uh-huh. there there was the extra credit of the one good episode. Okay, yeah. I watched the one good episode. What if what if you went back in time and you had to uh let baby Hitler uh grow up because if World War II didn't happen that'd be bad. But instead it's what if you had to let one random lady get hit by a car and then we defeat the Nazis. But she's like the nicest lady you've ever met. Mm-hmm. She's so nice and it would be so sad if she got hit by a car. Look, I wanted to mention this one for two reasons, but since we're going on this political tangent, I mm-hmm. also want to say, first of all, that bum that gets vaporized does not affect the timeline no. at all, and that's sad. Well, mm-hmm. uh, that second, it, it's kind it's kind of the same thing as the previous episode, because um, the moral is pacifism is bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, if we didn't go to war, then the Nazis would have won. Uh, I'm sorry about it. Yeah. But the the two things that I wanted to note about this episode are, one, that um, Kirk and Spock live together in a domestic uh, AU setting for, like, two yeah, months. Yeah, they keep, like, Kirk keeps coming home and Spock's like, I need more stuff for my radio. And Kirk is just like, on both our salaries? <laughs> but he- here's the thing. They have an apartment with two beds. The one bed is covered in junk the entire yeah. time. Oh my gosh. I did not notice yep. that. Yep, 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 yep. All of Spock's stuff is sitting on that bed, and so... Um, so they are definitely sleeping together. There's and, only one bed. And so where is he to sleep? Yeah. God. The other thing I want to mention is... Kirk says he has fallen in love with Edith Keeler, and without missing a beat, Spock's response is to immediately deadpan, Edith Keeler must die. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because he's just like, wait, but I fall in love with her, and he's like, gotta die, dude. (laughs) Sorry about it. I'm so sorry the woman you love who is not me must die, but... Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry about it, bud. That's crazy. Thumbs the yeah, break. That sucks for you, I guess, but you don't want Hitler to win, right? <laughs> Loading a gun full of bullets, just like, damn. <laughs> so so that that's the first season of Star Trek. The second season of Star Trek starts off by asking, um, what if Spock was Catboy? Wait, wait, wait. We have to talk about how McCoy um causes the Nazis to win by saving one random woman. We gotta, we gotta uh-huh. talk about how McCoy goes on a bender and does phrenology on a homeless person. <laughs> he grabs a homeless uh-huh. person's skull and is just like, yeah, judging by the skull shape, I think I know what time period I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You all look the same. <sighs> also, this is a I great- I love po- phrenology. This is a great time to pull it up because it's only in season one. Can we talk about the woman filter? 
Oh, oh, where where they the um, sparkle effect? where they have like the backlighting to where they glow yeah, the, and everything. The backlighting, the sparkle effect, and the slight haze that makes them look like their your eyes have astigmatism. Yeah, you're just like, damn, who's vaping in you're here? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I love the woman filter. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing: the woman filter. I don't remember which episode it was, but the woman filter does come back. Being used on Kirk and Spock. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We love the woman filter. That's right. I just, every time it popped up, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Can anyone else see this? <laughs> Are you guys seeing yeah, this? I- What's happening to her? She's angelic. Why is she fuzzy? If anyone listening is just, like, imagining what the podcast hosts are looking like when they listen to a podcast, I do want you to imagine me with the woman filter on. Me too. Yeah, if you're ever trying to think about what we look like, just think about the woman filter. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I do look like in real life, actually. They're calling Uh me the black woman filter. Yeah, if if you look at Emery, she's just, like, slightly out of focus, and there's sparkles and, like, backlit all the time. It kind of hurts your eyes to look at for too long. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. feel like someone just, like, blew smoke in your face, and you're like, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah. You're the fucking Idris Elba meme. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Guys, I'm I'm, I'm having a realization. What? Do I actually have the cryptid filter on? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to tell. Are women cryptids? (laughs) I mean, it was yes. the 1960s, so kind of. That's how they viewed them. They were like, what is that thing? Yeah, I think we'll have to get with that with the last episode. But yeah, that that'll that also explored by Star Trek, are women cryptids. Mm-hmm. Going back to uh, uh, Kill James Bond voice. Oh, a woman. That, yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Spock's in heat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God. Spock is... Spock doesn't know about body rolls. He's in. He's in heat. He's going crazy in there. If he does not nut, he will die. Uh huh. Nurse Nurse Chapel uh, makes him soup, and he's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "If I wanted your damn soup, I would just fuck it out of you." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Never mind." <laughs> he eats that bowl like across <laughs> the ship. He throws the soup directly out of the wall and then has the baller line of it's undignified for a woman to play servant to a man who is not hers. Uh, this is um this is a rare kind of misogyny where he's just kind of like, it is unbecoming of a woman to not have a man devoted to her. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Uh-huh. And it's ironic because Spock gets cucked later in the episode. Ha. Oh no, Spock. Oh, oh no. no. Um. Yeah. To pre- like like we were preparing for this last night, and I'm gonna say it again. Uh Tapring has really bad taste. Yeah, her boy toy looks like shit. Yeah. He does. No offense to that guy, but kind of full offense to that guy. Uh-huh. Work on yourself, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know they put him in hair and makeup for, like, five hours to look more Vulcan, but come on, man. Yeah. Ask them to do a better job next time. I don't know. Yeah. So, this is... This is... This is the famous episode. This is history. Uh Yeah, this is maybe one of the horniest episodes Uh of television I've watched in recent memory. Someone was really on one when they Uh wrote this. It's Togashi level over here. It's Spock. Spock was the one who was on one. And... 
It has such good music. Uh-huh. Spock was in his room, like, dry-humping a pillow into a crater. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Spock is just, like, fucking... He's doing... He's doing, like, horny grip for the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. He, his hands are literally shaking. They're like, please lie on this table, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know... Uh, we 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 get a lo- we get a lot of this, and uh, you know, Spock is saying, you know, he has to go to his home planet, and Kirk is saying, like, no, we need you on the ship. Like, why? And Spock changes the ship's course for the home planet, and Kirk is like, hey, what the heck? And Spock is like, I was in a fugue state, bro. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm literally so horny. I do not know what I'm doing. He's like, you gotta let me go. I'm literally so horny. I could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and Spock <laughs> yeah, is like so embarrassed. Yeah, and Spock isn't saying, like, what any of this is about, even though it's really clear. We see the horny grip, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I see your horny grip. You can't, you can't. I love all the scenes where Spock comes to talk to him and say. And, and then Kirk makes him admit it. He, like, keep, co- keeps coming in to say, like, hey, what's going on? Like, what's up? And Spock just, like, has a knife behind his back. And is just, like, gripping it. And this is, like, multiple scenes where he's just like, listen, I'm concerned about you. Like, what's going on? And Spock just, like, has this knife behind his back. And he's like, I'm fine. Just, like, take me to Vulcan. I can't tell you what's going on. Like, Nah, dude, I'm good. I'm fucking fine. Take me home. Country roads. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, Spock finally explains to Kirk in, like, the most, like, labored, like... Just fucking Protestant guilt-laden, uh, like... I can't explain, it's too embarrassing. You know, heavy-hearted confessional of being like, I'm so sorry, Kirk, but I'm horny. (laughs) Not even our own race talks about it, and Kirk's just like, yeah, man, I get it. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I know, he's like, blue balls, I get it, man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We'll get you home. He's not just horny, but Vulcans are on some fuck-or-die-rutting shit. Like, <laughs> he's, like he's literally. In his, he's in his mating season, and that- and it- it makes him- it makes him, like, ultra-horny. It makes him so horny he can ha- not help but see the color red all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to physically explode if he does not fuck almost immediately. Yeah, he has to go back home, and he has to go fuck his betrothed, or he will literally die. God. Yeah, McCoy walks up to Kirk, and it's just like, yeah, so he's gonna die? He'll die, why? (laughs) And he's like, don't know, he won't tell me. ABO retire, bitch. (laughs) Vulcans were doing it so much better so much earlier. That's right. Fucks to survive. <laughs> this is just this is just fetish stuff. It, you know, I yes. <laughs> no, if I don't nut, my body will literally explode. You have to let me come. I I think McCoy knew why, and he just wanted Spock to have to say it. Go yeah, on. he's like, Kirk, you gotta go talk to him. He won't tell me. He's gonna die though. But you gotta you you have to go talk to him. You just you gotta, and then he's like got an ear pressed up to the door, like <laughs> yeah. I want to hear him say it. I want to hear him say he's fucking horny. Just, okay, I'm going to tell you. I want to hear Spock admit to being horny for once in his life. Admit to horny crimes for once in his goddamn life. That's Mm -hmm. right. And then he's like, I have to go to horny jail. By horny jail, I mean home. (laughs) 
Yeah. But I am allowed to bring my two best buddies to, to, to horny jail. What for? Don't worry about it. Well, let me, let me phrase how he does this. He's like, I want to bring my best friend with me. Also, coming on. <laughs> also, McCoy, I guess you can come. I need a doctor yeah. there when someone inevitably dies. Yeah. I need someone to pronounce someone dead. I'm allowed to bring my, my closest friend. Spock, you are my closest friend. I would like you to come. And then he turns to McCoy and goes, McCoy, I'd also like you to come. McCoy, you can come, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It'd be he, awkward if it just brought two. He, he, he wants all three of them to come together. That's right. And they will come together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Waggle's eyebrows. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so Sp- Spock goes to the to the fucking ceremony with his two friends. Uh, <laughs> the literal fucking McCoy. ceremony. <laughs> Go to the fuck palace right now. So it turns out Spock has a wife. Uh, he got uh, wife. My wife. His wife. He's engaged to someone, and he has to get he has to get married in this funny ceremony. Yeah. The, the the ceremony is let's get it on, bang a gong. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. He bangs a gong and then he's like, my wife is on his way. And then the holy woman of their planet comes out and he said, okay, you two ready to fuck? And he's like, yes, I really need to. I'm going to be in the corner closing my eyes with horniness. Um, I, we talked about the, um, fight choreography and the set design and all of that of Star Trek a little bit. Um, I would like now to talk about the costuming for this scene mm-hmm. and the beautiful instruments. Mm-hmm. That they, <laughs> there's like a million <laughs> symbols on just this weird rack that they just come out and like uh-huh. shake around whenever anyone says something. It's beautiful. Anytime anyone does something wrong, they just sit there and go, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to knock a it's like trying to met, like discipline a dog when they're bad. You just shake something loud in their face and they're like, "What the fuck?" Hello. Like, what are you doing? It's like what if you wanted a tambourine to be the size of a washboard, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Truly a delight. I fucking love this. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um Look for this shit. So 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 we have to Pring's trick. T'Pring's funny trick. Yeah, T'Pring says... T'Pring's bizarre adventure. (laughs) I want Spock to fight to the death before he can claim me. Before we fuck, I want to see him die. I want to see him on his hands and knees crawling. That's right. Yeah, turns out, you know, in, 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 you know, the olden days of Vulcan culture, uh, we had, they had this whole ceremony to fight over mates and, and, cause you, you can't just get straight to the fucking and then, you know, the fighting part got, you know, sort of phased out, but it's still around. You can still just, you can still just tell your husband, your, your, your boyfriend to murder a guy and it's legal yeah if you want you can just like as long as he fucks you afterwards because you know you get betrothed when you're like seven yeah you're right if when you you know turn whatever it is you know you're in your 40s 50s whatever i don't know how vulcans age if when you reach that point you're like maybe i want this other guy you just have to have your first husband and that guy fight to the death see which one kills the other is like like what you have to do it's chill honestly Mm mm-hmm and you know why wouldn't you? Honestly, live a little. It's girls' night. Mm-hmm. 
But then Dupring also pulls one over on this other guy who was clearly there to be like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to fight for Dupring. Because she says, actually, I want Spock to fight um, his his good friend that he brought along with him. Yeah, she walks around and she's like, so I can choose anybody? And they're like, anyone. And she's like, anybody? And they're like, yes, anyone. And she's like, I choose Kirk. Yeah. And they're like, okay, wait, maybe not. What I love about this is, um, um, T'Pau does, like, say, like, listen, you are not beholden to our culture. She's like, yeah, you can leave. You do not have to do this. Neglecting to tell him until he has agreed to do it that it is a fight to the death. I would have sure asked. Does. Yes. I would have, I would have said, hey, um, what are, like, what are the, the stipulations of, of this battle? Yeah. No, but she does give him the opportunity to back out. But before giving him that opportunity, she does not tell him, no, this is a fight to the death. Uh, Vulcans are such funny assholes. I know. They experience motion once every so many years and it's horniness. So they're just kind of like, you know, this can be our one blood sport. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck or die is our one blood sport. We haven't experienced sure emotion in so long that now it's just about fucking and dying, and that's all we're on about. Boy. So, they fight. You ever wrestle your homie in a totally not sexual manner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They get... They, they get, get uh, Kirk's tits right out, is what I will say. Kirk's they tits. Ter- Kirk's tits. Kirk's tits. <laughs> yeah, um, that that is the Kirk fighting style. Tits out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in William Shatner's like uh, contract that he had to get the titties out at least once every few episodes. Like it must have been. Get the baps out at least once. I I I saw where someone had counted it up. I think it's like two thirds of episodes. Wow! <laughs> oh fucking yeah! He said Incredible. in a bladder portion of and like most of my episodes, my baps have to be out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can can. can can we can we talk just very briefly before we we deal with the rest of the fight? This is also this episode that introduces the sexy character. Who's the sexy character? Yeah, the sex appeal character that they introduce. Oh yeah, for, for sex appeal. It's Chekhov. <laughs> the idea of sex. <laughs> Fucking hate Chekhov's sex appeal. Chekhov's lingerie. Yeah, yeah, because the monkeys were really popular at the time, and they're like, oh, we need one of those, um, <laughs> so so that the show can be extra sexy. Yeah. Yeah, gotta get that boy from the monkeys on here. Gotta get him. Why doesn't Chekhov ever get his titties out? Um, so you ever wrestle your homie so much, and then you just stand up, and you're just like, huh, not horny anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder what happened. Hmm. I mean, he he did choke the life out of Kirk. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh, nothing coded about that. He wasn't practicing safe kink, yeah. it's very unfortunate. Yeah, it, it was, um, look, it was either choke the chicken or choke the Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did deal with some... Can, some can we edit that though. one out? <laughs> yeah, we can. No, we're that. not. <laughs> <laughs> we will not. Everything stays in. Bear. Everything stays right where you left if it. If you have to hear Booberry cry in the background, then you can hear <laughs> the joke of choke the chicken or choke the Kirk. Uh-huh. 
Which has now been said twice, so we can't remove it. Yeah, yeah it would simply ruin the joke of us pointing it out. Have yeah, it. no one would know what was going on. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so Spock's fiance, so Kirk is dead. Spock's fiance tells Spock about she, how, you know, she played him and she was cucking him this whole time and she set it up so that she could marry her actual boyfriend instead of him. And Spock is just like, yeah, pretty well played. He's like, yeah, yeah pretty good. Uh-huh. Got me there. I'm going to go uh, be tried by the Hague. Yeah. I love when the one lady is like, live long and prosper, and he's like, I'll do neither. I will not. Yeah. <laughs> he said no. Wait, wait. So so Spock does go to turn him, himself in. So he is going to horny jail. Yes, he so got to true. horny and he killed a man, and then he's like, I gotta go to jail. He does try to send himself to horny jail. <laughs> he does. He says, I cannot be amongst the public anymore. Horny crimes in parentheses actual. He's, he's like got his hands left like, cuff me, man. Send me to horny jail. He says, you gotta, you gotta cuff me. But not yeah. horny, though. Yeah, not, not, not that kind of, oh, shit. He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then who comes up behind him? It's McCoy, and he did McCoy's trick. McCoy is like, yeah, he's like, it is so sad that I killed my captain and I will have to spend forever. And then Kirk appears behind him and is like, not without my permission. And Spock whips around like, Captain! I mean, Jim! (laughs) Jim! (laughs) The biggest smile we've seen in the whole show. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, bigger than when he was on uh, Dirty Cuck Communism Spores. That's right. He was just kind of like vibing in that one, but this is pure joy. Yes. He smiles for half a second about Kirk being alive, then immediately becomes Sundere and about it. Like, oh, I guess it's I guess it's logical that my for for my captain to have survived. He says, "I wasn't missing you or anything, Baka." <laughs> <laughs> and McCoy is like, "I don't believe you." And they're like, mm. "Anyways, bye." Yep. We're gonna go be fellas together. It's not like we're friends. I'm just glad because you get to captain the starship again because you're a good captain. I'm not sad or anything, Baka. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh huh. And that's the episode that births slash fiction. Thank you, Star Trek. Yes. That really is. History. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. History um, was written. Yeah, that's the first episode of season two. And. You know what? Like, I decide, let's just skip the entirety of season two and season three and go yeah. right on to the final episode. Can you believe that's the final episode? Oh, what a, what a, what a, what a way to go. What a, what a, what a way to go out. Grand finale. What a closer. Tur- Turnabout Intruder is such a fucking episode. It sure is. It's one of the episodes of all time. <laughs> what if you had female troubles? <sighs> What if you came down with womanly troubles? Uh-huh. Literally. Turned bitter by having a vagina. <laughs> God. Yeah, so this is quite an episode. Why are you so bitter about the system? Get over it. I don't have a lot of notes on this one. Let's just get into it. My first one is hell yeah, girl, is what I say. Because, yeah, um, if I lived in a world where they were able to be starship captains, um, but only men could be starship captains, I might also kill a guy who, um, 
was kind of shitty to me while we were dating and what about, take his place. What about I, killing everybody in the camp you work at? Yeah, um, I, I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. So she's the one that keeps on saying that. Oh, you think they just well, didn't let her in in general and she thought it was because there's no women allowed? She just, like, failed the test, and they were like, no. Yeah, what What if she was just like, oh, it can't be my fault. It can't be anything I did. I'm perfect. You'd think she saw the sign that said, uh, you're not getting in, and she's like, that won't stop me, because I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't know if that's a better or worse take, though. It's kind of both. I mean, she does take the, like, a mental test and proves that she's pretty much the same as Kirk, which is weird because her behavior has been very not like Kirk. Yeah, I don't know how she passed uh-huh. that one. They were like, obviously you'll pass the mental test, and she's like, uh... And she's like, oh shit, she I don't does. know if I will. Because I thought that was gonna be the thing, is like, oh no, like, she won't pass because clearly her behavior is erratic and her moods are erratic oh, and all that. But no, all right. she passed. She's totally... Oh, oh yeah, she ha- passes already. Have you seen... The rest of Star Trek. Oh, she passes already. Kirk is super moody all the time. Exactly. (laughs) No, because I love, even in this episode, they say, I've seen Kirk in all kinds of moods, but never hysterical. And I about threw something into the television. He's never come down with female (laughs) troubles like this before. Yeah. (laughs) They literally use the phrase red-faced hysteria to describe Kirk's behavior. I love the 60s. Uh-huh. I mean, if anyone in the audience did not watch this episode, it, it is about a body swap. Yes. No, that's what I wrote. Hell, yeah, girl, is what I say in the notes is like right when she decides to. So like they're on she this throws, planet. She throws Kirk onto the transgender wall. That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she's like, finally, I can pass. And he's like, not with that womanly attitude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They swap bodies. She tries to kill Kirk. Um, so that she can stay in his body, but she then... tries to kill him, but she's too busy monologuing about what strong rippling muscles she has now. Yeah, yeah, she's experiencing some euphoria. Yeah, and then she and how much better it is to be a man than a woman. She like... wastes all her time thinking about how cool it is to be a man. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's too caught up in the penis envy. And how being a woman is just like the worst thing she can possibly imagine being stuck in that body. Why would anyone want to? The, the, no one would this, ever want to this, be in a woman's body. Yeah, this episode is both kind of transpositive and extremely transphobic at the same time. <laughs> oh, because def- it's oh, just sure. that sexist. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, very transcoded character. Just like the most misogyny we've seen in a while. Did you guys enjoy the parts where Kirk was like supposed to be in her body, passed out, and she's just in the background going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> 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 Me too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> me when I'm me when I'm having a uh, womanly troubles. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> ah. Yeah. Do you ever just lie there and wail dramatically? <laughs> Yes, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I'm doing it all the time. Every time I wake up and I have a uterus, I'm like, ah! (laughs) It's still there! Just every time I wake up and have to go to work. Hmm. Someone help me! My uterus! (laughs) (laughs) 
<sighs> so we have fun here. Yeah, uh-huh. we do, <laughs> folks. The bulk of this episode is like, yeah, they get kind of they get back to the ship and they still spot bodies, and um, immediately, um, Lady Kirk is like. Hey, um, I'm gonna put the other doctor in charge of Dr. Lester because she's having some weird problems. Um, I'm gonna go to, like, the helm and try to, like, do things my way and quickly finds out that, like, you know, there's, like, procedure and then she gets super pissed and, like, storms Mm -hmm. out. Uh, she also, um, immediately clocks herself because she keeps sitting wrong. Oh, then, yeah, no, the female yeah, fit I love. And Spock keeps being like, the fuck are you doing? Why are you sitting like a woman? That's right. <laughs> Spock is so misogynistic that he figured it out. Spock is just like, why are you sitting like a lady? Stop it. Yeah. Fully body swapped and 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 she still gets clocked by Spock. I know, it's fucked up. Yeah, be- fucked up. Yeah, because Spock's like, I know this body so well. <laughs> That's right. Spock is just like, I don't know. You're using it wrong. Yeah, you're not using it right. I know how my boy uses his body, and that's not correct. I know this body inside and out. I do love how they wanted to portray her as kind of being, like, ruder than Kirk, so she just bumps into people more. Uh Uh-huh. Like, whenever, like, she walks around, she, like, makes it a point to accidentally bump into somebody every single time. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? She's being a man. That's so true. Yeah, no, that's... Don't you know that's how men go through the world? They take up so much space. Yeah. With their big man bodies and rippling biceps. Famously, they do. Have you heard of manspreading? It's the number (laughs) one... It's the number one complaint among liberal feminists. That is why, um... That's why they... They clocked That's why they clocked Uh Yeah. She didn't manspread when she sat on the deck. On the bridge. They're like, why Why aren't your legs as far apart as you can possibly make them? Mm-hmm. You gotta spread them. Spread them, dude. Yeah, aren't, aren't your balls cramped up in there, dude? What, just, <laughs> dude, aren't your balls like a little like bacon in there? What's going on? <laughs> Let the boys air out. Uh, yeah, come on, man. She's like, oh shit, I have those. <laughs> this is a fucking funny episode. So horribly yeah. misogynistic. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad, because... Yeah, yeah, no, it's getting worse. So, yeah, like... <laughs> it gets worse by the second. It so, yeah, everyone's worse. like, uh, I don't know what's going on here, and, um, Spock keeps, or, um, the Kirk in the woman's body, so other... We need to, like, one is Lady Kirk, and then one is something else, because they're both kind of Kirk and kind of not. But Kirk in the woman's body keeps trying to escape, and they keep just, like, sedating her, and, like, um, yeah, because the fucking nurse doesn't know yeah. what's up. Yeah, that nurse is kind of, um... She's like, oh, okay. Having trouble there. Um, They're like, grab more sedative for this person. And everyone's like, that wouldn't be advised. And she's like, but should I grab it? Yeah. N- nurse Chapel, who is Majel Barrett, who is like a bazillion different Star Trek characters because she was banging Gene Roddenberry. Great. Yeah, well... Speaking of misogynism... Um... You know, the 60s. Thanks, Hollywood. A part of me is like, I fucking hate it. And a part of me is like, yeah, get your bag, girl. That's right. Like, if that's what you do, got to do to get your bag. I don't know. It's the 60s. Fuck to survive. (laughs) I'm always saying this. Um, 
I'm trying to look. I did not take a lot of notes on this episode because I was just watching like, damn, this was like really misogynist, huh? Why? Why um, didn't you take notes? Oh, <laughs> it's a really bad episode. I did not. It's really good. I think it's funny. Really want to discuss it. I just want to inflict pain. Yeah, pretty much. No, listen. That's what else do we do on this podcast? Yeah, all of you are in pain and I'm over here like this is really funny. Did you guys like the court scene? God. Or did you uh, like the part where Spock to mind mode has to put his entire hand and fingers all over that woman's face? Yeah, that's kind of coming up next. They they kind of separate um the so like while Kirk is having his medical examination because they're all like you're being really hysterical. Yeah, because um Kirk and the doctor's body escapes, and the first thing that evil doctor lady does is karate chop her to make her pass out. And they're yeah. like, hey, what the fuck? And he's just like, uh, she's in hysterics. She could have killed someone. Could have killed somebody. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. drag her back to her room and keep her sedated. And Spock is like, so I'm going to go see what that's about. And doctor, can you do the test? And she's like, come on. Come on. Come on. Why do we got to do the test? You wouldn't do this to widow me. Mm-hmm. This is a birthday boy, and it's my birthday, and I'm wearing glasses. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, while McCoy is doing the medical examinations, like the physical, Spock is talking to... Oh, they're physical, right? That's right. Um, Spock uh-huh. is talking to Lady Kirk and is like, hey, so you, you, you claim you're Kirk? And he's like, yeah, like, I remember all these things about us. She could have just brought up Ponfar is all I'm saying. I was waiting. It was reported, <laughs> so he couldn't. I was waiting for just, like, one mention of, like, mud? remember when you thought you killed me? <laughs> remember when we rolled dirty in the mud? Um, but no, instead he just goes, wait, you're telepathic, read my mind, and then he, yeah, very tenderly places his fingers all over her face and goes, you know what, I believe you, but that's still not empirical evidence. Mm-hmm. So they're hoping that McCoy can gather empirical evidence, but again, even the test with the colors that matches your brain waves and sees, like, if you have the... I think it's supposed to be some sort of psyche valve. I don't know what colors and wavelengths have to do with that. Um, but yeah, it is some sort of mental just, and psyche valve. And um, even that one, she was able to pass. Bones is just yeah. doing some science shit. It's so funny because she looks like she's fucking having a crisis the whole time, too. She's like, okay, now you can lower your arms. And she's just like, oh, and I'm just like, is she passing this? Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm so worried. I don't want to take this test. And McCoy has to tell her, like, three times to go, like, you know, take the test. And so she does. But she passes. She does fine. Yeah, with flying colors. Uh-huh. It's fine. They're like, yeah, no, is- she tested, like, you know. As tested far- great. As far as any of our metal- medical tests go, um, that is Kirk. Just, he did great. I don't know what your problem is. It's definitely got to be a situation where it's just like a lie detector where it just doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> just to rate up, anyone or, can pass it. And they still make you take the test anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just straight up, anyone and everyone has passed this test, and they're just like, okay, well, I guess it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, now there's a court scene because, um... Some of these bitches are like, hey, um, I don't really think that you're making the best decisions right now. And Kirk is like, how dare you? Um, I'm going to uh, Spock is mutinying and we're going to put him on trial for this. We're going <laughs> to fucking put that fucker on trial. Yeah. He's had it too good for too long. That's fucking right. Um, Sick of this man. Sick of it. We get lots. We get examples of. um. 
the doctor in Kirk's body trying to like kind of catch Kirk out on stuff. And then we have Kirk uh, being like, haha, well, I'm a man and therefore logical right back at her. Um, and then she gets really fucking pissed. She accuses some other people of mutinying and says, we're going to execute everybody. Yeah, because they're like in the background doing like conspiracy talk. And then she just brings them back in the room and it's just like, I have this whole fucking place bugged as shit. That's right. And they're all like, well, okay. Yeah. It, here, here's the thing that gets me. Mm-hmm. The only person who is not just going to go along with this is Scotty. he's the only one who's like no fuck this shit yeah everyone else is just like i don't know it seems fine we should not execute spock (laughs) everyone else is fine with it yeah they're all just like well i don't i don't don't know Not not my barrel not my monkeys like i don't know what the problem is this is yeah this is exactly what the clinton presidency would have been like yeah just too many hysterics we should have had it this episode is so horrid. Yeah. I want to see the executions. It sucks real bad. She's basically she's basically just getting progressively more shouty and hysterical and deranged and controlling and manipulative as like and you know people are like, "Hey, the captain's acting funny. Is that is that fine?" And she just and that only makes her matter and matter uh-huh. until she is demanding the death penalty for all the all the all the silly little mutineers on the ship. Yeah, and then they're all just kind of like that's illegal and she's like not anymore. It's not. And then all the fucking red shirts are like, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. She she also gets so mad that they almost body swap back. That's true. Yes. And then she does get so mad that they body swap back. Yes. Oh god, this th- this is just this side of paradise again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you ever get so mad it counteracts all the effects of being turned into a liberal cuck. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, or force spend. Yeah, turn into a liberal cuck. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um so- it counteracts Joe Biden's femboy juice. So yeah, they finally swap back, and then the doctor who hasn't done shit this whole time, who has been with the the like Yeah, lady, where did he go? He was he just like to left be watching her and then fucking was, Sir not appearing in this episode. But yeah, she's all pissed and she's like, I'll never be captain, and he's like, I would like to take care of her, and they're like, I guess you can do that. Boys down bad. I'm like, shouldn't she be like brought to trial? Right? Kind of killed a lot of people, both of them. She kind of killed an entire colony of people. And then tried to take over a Starfleet ship. She sure did. But I guess because of her woman hysterics, she's fine. Can I talk about the final line in Star Trek, the original series, since this is the last episode? Please yeah, do. let's go. Yeah, the final line in this is, um, you know, it's sad. Her life could have been as rich as any woman's, if only. Yeah, if only, I guess. If only. Mm-hmm. If only she had just accepted her place as never being able to be a captain because of her gender. She might have been happy. Live with your station, I guess. Know your place. They, that's uh, the final line of TOS. Yeah, that's inc- yeah incredible. What if <laughs> what if what if gender roles were bad and we simply obeyed them? That would be that would make everything fine, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it women will yeah women will be fine yeah women are only tolerable as long as they're in the arms and you know uh subservient to just gentle like guiding a, like hand a, like, a, like a like a like a guy like a strong man yeah Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she could be on the ship. She just simply can't be captain. What's wrong with that? Yeah, because her hysterics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They overtake her. They subsume all her other faculties. <laughs> That's right. You need a strong guiding hand like James T. Kirk. Do y'all want to talk about how Roddenberry responded to slash fiction? Oh, boy. Yes, Let's please. Weave us a tale. So, so, so let, let me, let me read this. It's, it's two paragraphs long. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from the novelization of Star Trek The Motion Picture by Gene Roddenberry. Uh-huh. Um, it is a footnote. Editor's note. The human concept of friend is almost nearly duplicated in Vulcan thought by the term Tahila which can also mean brother and lover. Spock's recollection, from which this chapter has drawn, is that it was a most difficult moment for him, since he did indeed consider Kirk to have become his brother. However, because Tahila can be used to mean lover, and since Kirk and Spock's friendship was unusually close... Mm, unusually, huh? This has led to some speculation over whether they had actually indeed become lovers. At our request, Admiral Kirk supplied the following comment on this subject. He did, huh? And I quote, I was never aware of this lover's rumor, although I have been told that Spock encountered it several times. Apparently, he has always dismissed it with his characteristic lifting of his right eyebrow, which usually connotated some combination of surprise, disbelief, and or annoyance. As for myself, although I have no moral or other objections to physical love in its many earthly, alien, and mixed forms, Mm, mixed, I have always found my best gratification in that creature, woman. Ooh, thanks, Kirk. Also, I would like to, I would dislike being thought of as so foolish that I would select a love partner who came into sexual heat only once every seven years. This is so fucking funny, mostly because he has to do it in character. He can't just be like, no, they're not dating. He has to be like, no, they're real. And actually they texted me and said they're not doing it. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, actually, they they heard you say that, and Spock raised his eyebrow. It was really funny. Responding to the allegations completely in character is very funny to me. I well, love also that even in responding in character, like Kurt sounds kind of gay for Spock. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's like, oh no, I've always loved his physical form and body, but you know, oh. he just doesn't fuck enough for me. Sorry. Yeah, and also, like, I heard when he heard that rumor, he like quirked an eyebrow, and usually when he quirks that eyebrow, that specific eyebrow, that means he's like surprised and a little bemused. But like, uh-huh. you know, I I understand. Yeah, we all get it. So I imagine like someone goes and asks Kirk this question. And he gives this response, and then he runs to Spock, and is like, I panicked. I panicked. 
I'm sorry. I know. I know we were coming out, but I can't. I, I can't Not right now. It. I'm sorry. It's just so funny answering the allegations completely in character. Uh-huh. I gotta fight the allegations, but I have to let them know that's the characters doing this and not me. Also, Kirk's biggest problem being that they only get to fuck every seven years. No, we can't have sex every day in the moonlight. No. Yeah. Yeah, I like how Kirk basically said I'm pansexual, but I prefer women. Yeah. Sorry. And also Kirk doesn't, or Spock doesn't fuck enough for me. So, you know. Yeah. That's why they gotta keep it strictly every seven years. Keeping the, sh- keeping the ship platonic. Only seven years mm-hmm. fucking for us. I also love the implication that the reason people think they're so close is because the Vulcan word for lover, brother, and friend is the same. Yeah. Like, oh, those lines are just blurrier for Vulcans. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're just weird like that, huh? <laughs> it's a translation error. <laughs> translation error. I want to go down. In this American you. television show that I created in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Tra- editors, no. This might be a weird <laughs> translation error. The translation, I want to bounce on your booty cheeks all night long. <laughs> yeah, the word for booty cheeks and bounce on is very similar to I want to play a game of uh, bingo with you. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> Many ways you could read it. Many ways you could translate that for this fake language I made. <laughs> what a deranged thing to do to respond to the allegation. <laughs> Uh huh. Just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We 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 live for the no homo on this show, really. Uh-huh. And we, uh-huh. it's the only thing that fuels us. Oh God, we do have to rate this. Yeah, we do. We do gotta rate it. So yeah, we do. No hetero. God, Spock really does get so horny that he ha- is that he has to tear Kirk's shirt off in the desert. Uh-huh. And the only thing that breaks him out of it is thinking that he killed him. Is yeah. thinking that he wrestled him around a little bit and may have killed him. Yeah, they they both get so extremely upset when the other looks at someone else. That yeah, uh-huh. They do. Um, I would like to pause it. Are we taking the uh, the creator's response into the um the no homo and no hetero because it's extremely funny? <laughs> yeah, we taking yeah. his in character uh, response to him yes. being like, "I'm sorry, we could only fuck once every seven years," and also, I like ladies. Uh huh. Oh, I mean, do you think do you think do you think that little excerpt isn't canon? Because uh, yeah, no, he, they wrote him a letter. Yeah. Yeah. They sent him a text. Yeah, that was Kirk's response. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's 100% in universe canon, and no Star Trek fan will disagree with me. Uh-huh. Ex- exactly. And it was just about the biggest no homo that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I respect him, and I love his body and everything about him, but I prefer the ladies. Yeah, and I also, love- we can only fuck once every seven years. No, sirree, yeah. I have to come more than that. Do you ever, do you ever, like, have to deny the allegations so hard that you accidentally call women a creature for some reason? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because we were just talking last week about how all of the women in, like, Tolkien's writing are, like, and they were so ethereally beautiful that every man was equally just, wow, women are beautiful. Wow, that's nice. Uh Anyways, back to the men. Like, mm-hmm. 
this very much has that energy too. Just like, of course he likes women, like we all do, right, fellas? Anyways, <laughs> anyways, time to dry like, hump in the fucking desert. We all or, love or, that beautiful creature, the woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Tolkien. Tolkien was writing the woman filter. <laughs> That's exactly oh, he right. was. <laughs> He's like when they got on when we saw Tom Bombadil's wife, the the screen got a little hazy. There was glitter around. Yeah, I had I was saying they're like <coughs> she's <coughs> beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was just all real smoky in there. We it thought was, it was Tom, but no, it was smoky. It was kind of bright. I had to squint my eyes a little bit. All I can really say is that my conclusion after watching Star Trek again is that um, they are super gay and they are in a throuple with McCoy. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. That's how, that's how, no, that's how Kirk uh, gets around it. He's like, we can only fuck every seven years. Exactly. But there. But. Yeah. <laughs> McCoy is what makes it work. But I can fuck McCoy whenever I want. That's right. Yeah. McCoy makes sure that everyone's needs are met. Why He's do you a doctor. think they call him... Why the hell do you think they call him Bones? He's, <laughs> yeah. always... No! <laughs> He's always down for it. I thought it was because of his Tumblr bone collection. <laughs> that too, probably. I thought he was just... He's collecting skulls for his phrenology collection. <laughs> Measuring skull shapes. I mean, it's a really good nickname. It's very layered, you know? He's like, Spock, can I uh, see your skull? Spock, once you kill that guy, can I have his skull? <laughs> okay, no, seriously, what are we doing for no homo? Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so challenging, because it's like, man, this is the 1960s. Like, what actually were they going for? Like... Why did what are we he, looking at? What why did he when? rub his lower back and then get sad when he realized it wasn't Spock? Do, do we give it extra credit for creating slash fiction? I think God. we have to. I think we have to. I think we have to for like inspiring a genre. Yeah. For being so what's going on here that an entire genre was born. This paved the way for Super Hulak. This is the reason we have BBC Sherlock. Oh, I don't like that. I hate that. Mm -hmm. That's bad. I'm sorry. It's the dominoes. Yeah. This guy going insane in character that these two aren't fucking, but in like a way that implies that they definitely are fucking. Paved the way for Sherlock. Paved the way for uh, Sherlock to be like, no, these characters aren't fucking. Everyone to be like, so if you listen to their word choice... Yeah, no, that directly paved the way for uh, Martin Freeman's Holmes or uh, Watson to be like, why does everyone think we're a couple? I'm so annoyed about reading this in the newspaper every day. Why does everyone think that we're going to Poundtown every day? It's crazy. It's crazy how they think that. Anyways, time to ignore my girlfriend. Yeah, Stephen Stephen Moffat really taking direct inspiration from the uh, from the in character Kirk response. Exactly, he just put it in his show. <laughs> just put it in the. If show. Star Trek got a fourth season, you know they would have had a line where Kirk is like, "And of course, Spock, we would never fuck." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah God. Mm -hmm. Let Stephen Moffat write a Star Trek series. It would be no, the don't. worst thing imaginable. <laughs> don't let him do that. It'd probably be better than um, The Lost Guy. Really? Are you sure? 
Well, are um, you sure J.J. Abrams would be worse than that? Th- thank you, because I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, um, J.J. Abrams, uh, that that first New Trek movie is dog shit. Do you think he would have gotten, uh, do you think he would have gotten, um, Mr. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch again? Ooh. I mean... Uh, everyone else is different, but Benedict I mean, Cumberbatch is, like, still there. Sp- speaking of New Trek, you know, he's in that, he, he's, he got to be the new Khan. Yeah. As yep. Khan Singh. As a man named Khan Singh. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, the original didn't do too great on that one either. I know. I've seen <laughs> the original man, and I'm like, okay. It's so funny that J.J. Abrams got to do Star Trek and Star Wars, and he did a great job with both of them. <laughs> Just excellent. They I think fly now. I think Spock should get to be so mad that he nuts Force Lightning. Please quit lying. Oh, could you imagine if Spock got so mad when he was in his heat cycle that uh, he nutted Force Lightning and thought he killed McCoy? <laughs> yeah, holy he's, shit. He's like, no, I killed him! And then McCoy just pops up five minutes later and he's like, I'm fine. I'm good, actually. Yeah, no, they think they knocked down the Enterprise, but it was actually, like, a different... A different ship that looks exactly the same. <laughs> in a clear blue it's sky. the Yorktown. Yeah, and yes. they're just like, damn... So glad we didn't do that and kill anyone that we care about. Do you think, do you think J.J. Abrams watched the scene where you think that Kirk is dead, but no, it turns out he was just drugged. And then, you know, and, and J.J. Abrams saw that and was like, wow, I really thought he was dead there for a second. This is the greatest cinematic tool in existence. He's like, wow, you could have fooled me. And you did. I was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use this in everything. <laughs> what if we did that to Chewbacca? What if we gave this a number? What if we did that to this podcast? <laughs> what if we ended the podcast then brought it back five minutes later? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Five minutes of silence. Here we go. Okay. Oh, well, we can probably put that in post. <laughs> yeah no what do we no we're doing this shit live what number do we give this damn show I'm feeling too silly to count I okay so for no homo for the in character talks mm-hmm. um, and the general vibes of the show uh-huh. I'm giving it a four that sounds about right. Yeah, it is not like quite so persistent as uh, as 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 Sherlock, which got a six. But boy, it sure is there. They sure did call women a creature about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a four only because even in this man's in character defense, he can't stop the allegations. Yeah, he can't wrong. say that Kirk doesn't like men. He just like has to say that he prefers women. He sure does. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like a five, but it is a four. That, that seems right to me. Yeah, and he, you know, also never said that. He says he prefers the company of women, but not uh, he doesn't prefer the company of Vulcans. Uh-huh. Yeah. Why, why, would, why would I fuck if we can only fuck seven years? That definitely means we haven't fucked. Yeah. <laughs> why would I do that if I simply could fuck women whenever I wanted, but then fuck? Uh, Mr. Spock every seven years to prevent him from dying. They do stick around together for many, many years, and Ponfar does come around every seven. Yeah. You know? 
it, and it's like literally for his health. If he doesn't do it, he'll die. So he's he's got to get it out somehow. I mean, Spock does reach old age. Yeah, like they said in the one episode, the captain has to take on the burdens of every single one of his. Uh, he his does have to take on the burdens of of all of his crewmates. He and looks so- at Spock and says, "Share your load." Yeah. <laughs> Share the load. You're wrong for that. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's gotta he's gotta share the burden with him. Yeah. And if the burden means, you know, taking one for the team from Spock every seven years, then by God he will do it. For his ship. Yeah. yeah, for the crew and for one of the best fucking co-captains or whatever the fuck he is he's ever seen. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, this is four. What are we doing for no hetero? No hetero. They do wrestle in a desert so good that Spock loses all of his horny. And also, once again, I don't think that's what a heat cycle is. You can't just, like, be sad and then suddenly not want to die anymore. So I think he did not, but just didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, and two, they did mind meld. They yeah. did mind meld. Mm-hmm. They did give Vulcans a very fan fiction-y ability where you have to caress someone's face in order to read their mind. It, intricate rituals. They they are touch telepaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's the age-old thing where it's like, damn, is fusion gay? Is sharing your brain space with a person a little bit gay no matter who it's with? And the answer is yes. 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 The answer is Yes. This is part of why this is a thruple. I mean, later on, Spock does fully put his soul inside of McCoy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> God. That, that is indeed the, the plot of Star Trek 3. I... Wait, can we talk about how in the last episode, um, they want to, like, breach the concept of the immortal human soul, but they also are like, these people are scientific and from an era where Christianity is dead. Um, so they can't say that. So Kirk just It's has not to a go- soul, it's a life force. Yeah, it's a life force that makes me everything that I am. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're Dr. Lester. I'm just saying that, uh, you are the, uh, inherent life force that makes Dr. Lester everything she is. The mansplaining in the court scene. I couldn't think of the word exactly, but oh my god. I didn't say we switched bodies. I said my essence is in your body. I said your essence is just in my meat suit now. Where do you get that, you fucking woman? You woman. They swapped essences. And everyone's like, that sounds impossible. And he's like, well, she did it, so. Well, it's so fu- it's Ancient so technology. It's so fucked up that Freaky Friday was never released in the Star Trek timeline. Otherwise, <laughs> they would have solved that one in a goddamn second. Yeah. That's right. They'd be like, do you remember that old Earth Jamie Lee Curtis movie? Do you remember that Orion- Orientalist movie? Well, yeah. That's right. Sulu doesn't let anyone watch that movie on board. Yeah. I have not watched Freaky Friday. I did not. I don't know anything about it. I just know that it's got Freaky Friday in it. Uh, they go to a Chinese restaurant while they're arguing, and a person who looks very Chinese walks over and is like, ah, and gives them fortune cookies, and it switches their bodies. Oh, cool. That okay. sucks. Yeah, it's a movie from, like, I don't know, 2006. Mm-hmm. Which feels like it's a movie from the 80s, but... Wait, wait, wait. You, you don't know that that was a remake? 
Oh, I didn't. That explains the Orientalism. <laughs> well, see, there is also a book, and in the book, the mom just does it. It's not explained. Uh, okay, so so the the original the original is from 1976. Oh wow! So that explains the Orientalism. <laughs> Sure does. Uh, do we do, do? What are we giving it? Like a six? Yeah, it made the whole genre. Is the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. it invented a new genre that inspires extra points? Yeah, it invented it invented Fujoshi. Mm-hmm. That's right. The ship was yeah. so valid, in fact, that um, all of the housewives of America had to simply take it away from Gene Ronberry. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my next thing, and this might be controversial. I want to give No Romo a high score, only because uh-huh. these guys are kind of just goofing with the fellas. They they are best friends. They are just, like, such that we're just fellas and goofing all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to give it a high score. The Enterprise is for the boys. As Enterprise is just guys' night all the time. And maybe you fuck your homie sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't, but it's just guys' night, honestly. It's fucking insane to me that in in every shot of like the the Enterprise Bridge, there isn't just like an open cooler full of beers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, uh, the vibes would be so much more immaculate if there was just like a koozie out all the time. <laughs> yeah, those chairs should have cup holders. One of those people should have like crushed a can on his forehead. Yeah, Sulu's just, you, you know, off to the side grilling. <laughs> That's uh, correct. You know, Kirk, you know McCoy would throw down a mean grill. <laughs> yeah. McCoy is in the background just fucking making some dogs. That's right. He got that dog in him and that dog outside of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do feel like McCoy knows how to cook a steak just right. You know he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, he he's gonna make everyone steaks and mint juleps. Yeah. I, I say give it a five. They they are definitely best friends. That feels right Boy. to me. Yeah. I think. They're homies. They're homies. They're they're just they're pals. They're I don't think they know what marriage is, so instead they're just homies. I think also for the um, Arrowway Spock read, I think a five works because yeah. like, he is uh-huh. yeah. like, yeah. let the man be a homie. What does that wow. give us? Where? A fifteen. That, that give us a fifteen. Of, yes. Yes. Puts us out a, of fifteen. A perfect score. A very noble score. I don't know that we have had a fifteen yet. A very noble score. That's what happens yeah. when you invent a genre. Uh huh. It sure is. We we did have a, a a score that was simultaneously a sixteen and twelve for 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 Little Women. So. That's right. And we did have a score that was an imaginary number that hurts you when you look at it for uh, Gengetsuo. That's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> yeah, because that show hurts you when you look at it. Yeah, and so does the number. Yeah, <laughs> an ever shifting number that makes you feel like you're dying. Yeah, so for inventing the slash fiction, this has the technic I mean, it's, you know, it, it is a little varied, but, you know, technically a perfect 15. Yes. Incredible. What? This is so momentous. Yeah, it proves the science of our system. Yes. It yeah. proves our system is perfect and always correct. Mm-hmm. Everyone should know that. That's what I'm saying. Damn, do you think, do you think that means that our system is 
Logical. Mm. <laughs> Very logical. <laughs> Indubitably. Sp- yeah, Spock's going to listen to this uh, this episode and knowingly raise an eyebrow. That's yeah. right. That is correct. Yeah, an eyebrow of amusement. Mm-hmm. And Kirk is going to text us and be like, listen, I get it. I, th- I know you guys think that I'm fucking Spock, but he can only do that once every seven years. And obviously I prefer the company of women. <laughs> uh-huh. The women creature. The women creature. My o- my titties were only out in that desert because we were engaged in heated combat. And my boobs yes. were only out in that other desert because of heated combat. And my boobs were only out in the uh, 1930s episode because we had to change shirts and I had to unbutton it a little bit for my boobs to be out the whole time. That's right. Literally heated combat. Damn. <laughs> No, that is right. They were engaged in some kind of some kind of heat. Some kind of heat in the desert. Combat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Star Trek. Well, Spike, where can we find you? You can't. I'm a mystery. Oh, mysterious. Now we're, we're you know word on the street is you're 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 on a funny little podcast about OCs. <sighs> Yeah, I guess, I guess that is true. Um, you, you can find me on a funny little podcast called Check Out This Guy, where we do the thing in the title. You get out your old timey, uh, looking glasses and you say, look at that guy. You say, look at him. Just look at him. Just gotta take a look at him. Yeah, so like, you can find me on Discord, uh, for Check Out This Guy and pretty much nowhere else. I can't. I can't talk about Toku Mondays anymore. They're dead. Rip. Long live Toku Mondays. We should have recorded all Toku Mondays and put them online somehow. That's no. just a kind of everyone should go back and <laughs> react to when we saw the main villain of Garo and I screamed. <laughs> we should also. Ha- we. I mean, we should also have a video feed just of like the list of the names and the calls, so you can see our. Uh, so you can see our Discord handles changing in real time yeah. <laughs> as we make as it, jokes about the show as it goes from like whatever my name was to cream clone jutsu <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to now it's currently hillary rodimus prime <laughs> incredible yeah yeah um I'm going to miss tokuman <laughs> look I know we're going to digimon and I'll have just as much fun but that is something that is just for us. Just like when Emery and I did the list and ranked all the cats from Cats. Yeah, that's that's never going to be made into content. That, no. that existed for a fleeting moment of time, and now it's gone forever. <laughs> now it's in the ether. That's right. Between, the wind. Uh-huh. between you guys and God. Yes. <laughs> the only one I remember is that Pounceable Twink Scott. God. <laughs> That's not even the real name, but it's so good. You created a better name than any cat in cats. <laughs> Pounceable got an S rank because I called him Pounceable. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh huh. Oh my god. Hey, what do you guys think um, uh, Spock's nun ability is? Ooh. Uh, he kind of strikes me as a specialist. 
I have not seen Hunter Hunter and I never will. Spike, we've already described how you're supposed to engage with Hunter Hunter and you're supposed to listen to 10 episodes of our podcast and then try to describe it. That's right. No. We'll randomly generate you 10 episodes. No. (laughs) Or you just watch the episode where Welfin and Akago are stuck in a basement together. That would be really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me who the fuck Gon is while you're watching that episode. And what his deal is. Could watch Leorio punch Jang in the face. I'm in a I'm in a um, uh, a uh, Hunter Hunter Renaissance where I'm just like, man, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm uh, looking through rose colored glasses. I think remembering when our podcast talked about it. Look, may- maybe you should edit those episodes and release them. Then we never will. <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> That's we lost might. content. I'm just lost on where we're at. Like, I have the chart and I look at it and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be editing right now. Every once in a while, I like, go We could probably pull like, out the episode list that we have out and just be like, start there. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, going will hunting really kind of shook something loose in my brain, you know? Yeah. It, it, it rattled things up a little, and now there's just like some, some, some floor, floorboards loose, and when you step on them the right way, it gets a little silly. That's <laughs> introduce right. a, like a, um, and introduce like a fungus into my mind. Like, kind of like The Last of Us Cordyceps, but instead it's, um, making me a fucking weirdo. Um, kind, kind of like the, this side of Paradise Plants. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like the this side of Paradise Plants, but instead of making me like a Kakami, it's um making me I don't know what it's making me. I think it unlocked <laughs> my true potential. <laughs> yeah, it un- it it opened up all your uh your nen pores. Yeah, yeah, all my I'm I'm fucking all my chakras got released and I'm fucking going crazy over here. Uh-huh. If if you put if you play our podcast, uh, if you play Gonewill Hunting, like with the speaker directly in front of a glass of water, it just does Nen divination. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. It turns the it turns the water into like a viscous, like oily substance that you shouldn't <laughs> drink or look at. Exactly. It somehow <laughs> curdles water. Correct. Uh. So I'm also on a podcast called Check Out This Guy. I'm on an upcoming audio drama pilot as well. Uh, I'm on for affinity with the username Space Robot, where you can go check out my gallery, get a commission from me. You can get in touch about a commission over Discord if you know me there, or spacerobotsart at gmail.com. I think, yeah, thanks that's this for me. Yeah, please commission Emery. Yeah, I'm between jobs. Yeah, commission Emery to make a character in the Funny Dog Pose. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter.com at GroovingGasly. You can find me on another podcast called The Sonic Shuffle, where things are also getting silly because we're in the Ken Penders era. Let's go. I'm feeling extremely normal about it, about being there. I'm so sorry. Feeling normal about Ken Penders um, naming uh, his uh, Echidna characters who do have dreadlocks, uh, lock. Yep. Waiting for the other one, Dread, to appear, but, you know. I hope Dan edits those episodes unlike what 
we're doing with gone well hunting because i do want to know i I do gotta hear what you think about all those echidnas it's really funny because you can see once again the trajectory of my uh like for characters in real time in which i uh think the main villain sucks because he does and then i create a funny persona for him and now i'm just like never mind this guy rules (laughs) in which i take the main villain and say what if he's just like a stargate fan (laughs) <laughs> and then I just so wait he's just a Stargate fan he's funny that's right uh, okay well you can um, I have tumblers for our shows you can find us at we rate queerbait on tumblr and at go next to Lux hunting and then I'm also on Bandcamp at L sky hey you know it'd be really funny <laughs> uh, what would be funny what would tell me you know it'd be really funny and logical actually mm-hmm if we mm-hmm. all at once entered a uh, seven-year heat cycle and then all died. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. That'd be fucking crazy. Thus ending the podcast almost instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna fuck, so I'll probably just rip in seven years. Yeah, we're probably yeah. just gonna die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be really funny if that's how we ended the podcast forever. Yeah, it'll it'll yeah we, it'll end in seven years when we're all dead because we didn't fuck because we didn't fuck because we're like damn if I don't fuck I'll die and then we just do anyway and we just yeah we oh just but die. what if we engaged in ritual combat though yeah what what if we killed each other yeah what if no I'm sorry I can't fight because some plants yeah. nutted on me and now I'm just oh no. Yeah, what if we all just started a commune and now had I'm a just, bunch of spores nut on us? Now I'm just intensely horny in a commune. Oh shit! Oh shit, an airplane! Oh shit, it's gonna do a strafe! No, wait, no! Because we're dying anyway. Guys, watch out for that tiger! What if this rock <laughs> over here lifted and just revealed a gun to me and I shot us all? Oh, thank god. <laughs> what, what, what if we did a Freaky Friday? Oh shit. Mm. Oh shit. Oh, what if we did a Freaky Friday? What if women weren't allowed to host the podcast? <laughs> and so we did a body swap. <laughs> we body swapped with the rats that are also podcasting below us. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. That's what we like to uh, call, call, call back kids. What if, oh, uh-huh. what if each of us individually swapped bodies with a woman and then, and then they try to make the podcast, but it just turns into office ladies? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That would be crazy. That would be fucked up. What what if what if we what if we just did a bunch of body swaps and became little women? Hmm. That's what they that's what I call the mice that uh, are podcasting below us. <laughs> the little women. Yes, the, the little, little women. women. The, the little, little women. women. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Uh, it would be crazy just if kidding. I'm just I'm that just kidding. So uh, you're right. What a normal show. Bye, everyone. Yeah, bye. Bye. Don't let me come back. This is bad. (laughs) No, you're coming back eventually to talk about W. Um, Bye. 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 Bye.